Great to have your company for On The Pace on this Wednesday morning here on Sky Sports Radio. We are a few days down the line now since the running of Saturday night's Inter-Dominion pacing and trotting grand final victories. And with New South Wales playing a hand in, uh, of course, the pacing series in its entirety with uh, both the trainer and driver based in New South Wales around Jason Grimson and Cam Hart and I cast no shadow. Also some uh, an ownership flavour when it comes to the trotting in Dominion uh, winner in Just Believe with some of the owners based in the Tamworth area and a clean sweep of the mini trotting series with uh, New South Wales winning all three divisions. It was certainly an ultra successful night at Melton on Saturday evening and we don't have too long uh, to wait for more Group 1 racing when New South Wales will be heavily represented on Saturday night in the Group 1 Cranbourne Pacing Cup. We're only six weeks out from uh, the Hunter Cup, where again, New South Wales will have uh, plenty of, of good chances. And the feature racing right throughout the Christmas and New Year period in Victoria it, it continues to be at an extreme where we've got the Vic Bread Super Series kicking off. Well, it kicked off last night, in fact, uh, through to those Group 1 finals on New Year's Eve and plenty of great country cups action in the early part of next year. From a cram and pacing cup perspective, it's $100,000 there on Saturday evening. Jason Grimson again is duly represented with Firefox and Major Meister. Bundoran backs up. Poor Bundoran can't cop a barrier draw. He was seven in last week's Inter-Dominion pacing grand final. Again, he has seven this week. Uh, and there's also going to be from a, of course, a Victorian perspective, Emma Stewart with a really strong hand and good to see rock and roll do back as well. He is hoping he makes his way back to New South Wales early next year for the Carnival of Miracles. So two group ones there on Saturday night out of Cranbourne. We'll also have uh, the Red Ochre Phillies and Mares Classic on Friday night out of Dubbo. And the market for that uh, is available with Tab, where Smooth Bonbon is the even money favourite there over Infinity Beach, who's drawn down in two. But we'll start from one, should the emergency not be required for Bernie and Doug Hewitt, 380 Then we get out to $6 uh, on the equal third line of the 10 Yaram and Bella and also the 5 Lexi Girl. So that will be Friday night at Dubbo, eight fifty for that $30,000 mayor's feature, which is a race that uh, so often throws up a, a really nice progressive filly or mare, and this year it looks to be no different. We've got a Menangle trialling session underway at the moment. We're a handful of trials down already, so you'll be able to catch those results on harness.org.au shortly, as well as replays. And we do have Bathurst to look forward to this evening, nine races. The first getting underway there at 6.22, and the prelude uh, of the Graham Borden Code 2020 sales, I uh, should say 2022 sales race. That's race number six with some nice quality juveniles going around there uh, before that final is to be run on Boxing Day alongside Shirley Turnbull Knight. Let's chat with Paul Cochran from Harness Race in New South Wales this morning because whilst we've had some sensational racing uh, that we've that has held a lot of our focus over the last few weeks, there's been a new development when it comes to the harness racing uh, New South Wales side of things with fantasy harness racing being launched tomorrow, Thursday. Uh, and I wanted to find out a little bit more from Paul Cochran because it certainly garnered plenty of interest, not only for those uh, inside the sport, but hopefully for those outside of it as well. And Paul's joined us uh, this morning to discuss all of that. Thanks for your time this morning, Paul. How are you? I bet you're like a kid on Christmas Eve ahead of tomorrow's launch. <laughs> G'day, Britt. Great to be on the show. Yeah, I am actually. It's pretty busy. We're in the final stages of 
getting a lot of the sort of the announcements um, out there and you know really for a, for a big launch it's been a lot of work in in progress and um, you know a long time coming but we're super excited we kept our powder dry a little bit I know that I might have hinted to you along the way when we're doing some hostings there at Menangle at, over the, the previous months that something was on the way well you know last week we were able to sort of reveal our hand and say what that is and yeah, super exciting, and you know, just being out at Menangle yesterday, I know the intrigue and the and the excitement and the enthusiasm just among the driver pool. But you're right, as you just said in the prelude, the people outside of the industry, it has got a bit of a buzz to it. Yeah, we're we're really uh, really uh, intrigued as to how this is going to play out when registrations open tomorrow. Now, I know this has been your baby. How long has the process been since, you know, idea inception to to this stage? It seems, you know, straightforward. It's a fantasy harness racing, but I would assume yeah. that it's not quite that easy and it's been a lot of work in the background. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what it was. I got COVID back in April. I was sitting in my bedroom with uh, at one with my thoughts for a couple of weeks and I was doing my. I, I really enjoy the footy coats with the with the AFL and the NRL fantasy. I was playing around with my team trying to finesse it, and I thought, you know, this would be fantastic if the racing industry had something uh, along these lines. Now, so that's going back to April. I sort of put together a concept of how I thought a game could work. Took it to the board, and and the executive and the board of Harness Racing New South Wales have been really supportive, and you know, and, and I guess a little bit of pie in the sky when you sort of dreaming up and selling a pitch into something that you know doesn't exist as yet but to their credit they they really bought into the idea and saw the direction that we wanted to take because fan engagement is a huge piece of of any sporting industry and uh and i think it's important that we do engage with you know people outside of the bubble that we you know this industry that we you and i both love and we're part of but the people who who see it from from outside and only and only engage with it you know, here, there, and, and and occasionally when they might be having a, having a bet, or you know, walking past the screen where it's on. So that was the idea to try and come up with something that's going to make people pay more attention to what's happening at, you know, at tracks right across New South Wales. But the other part of it is to give a little bit of hero status to our drivers. You know, they're the, the centerpiece of our sport. You know, the trainers and drivers, the the human pulse of, of harness racing is what we really wanted to throw some attention on. So, look, Brit. Fantasy sports really is just a, it's a curation of data, you know, and, and what we do in our industry, as you know, we create a lot of data day in, day out. Our our drivers are uh, having results generated several times a day, several times a week. That That's data that we can then turn into points and the points underpin a game. That's really what we've come up with. And it's I think it's super exciting. Let's just dive into the game itself. Yep. Uh, now, so I haven't been involved in fantasy sports in the past, therefore I needed to get a, a fairly a detailed rundown from you, but just give yep. us a, a baseline understanding of how this will work. Yeah, right. so we've got 201 drivers is the pool of drivers that you can choose from you need to pick 22 of them now you get X, you get 14.4 million dollars Brit. now that's... That'd be know, nice that's, uh, Look, that's you know, I know that's probably just a little bit beyond you and I, but uh, <laughs> that's what we're going to. That's how generous we are with this game. Fourteen point four million dollars. Now, those two hundred and one drivers have been given a, a price, so we put a price on their on on their name, uh, and it's been built around the data that they've generated, their results, particularly over the last year, but over a four or five year snapshot, but also taking into account a little bit of 
the the upward trajectory that we think some of the particularly the emerging crop of young drivers are on and put a price on them so the other thing that we've done is we we've used the the regional boundaries that have been set up for the tab regional championships which we run each may and we've said well you need to pick um, a certain amount of drivers in each of those regions to fill your squad of 22. So it's, uh, so it's Western region, it's Riverina, it's Hunter, and it's the Metropolitan region. You will pick seven in the, in the Metropolitan, you'll pick five on each of the other lines to come up with your squad of 22. 18 of them will score points each in a round, and that will come up with your score. Now, where we're a little bit different to other codes is the foot, in, a, in a, a weekend of football, which, you know, fantasy sports and basketball, for example, works really well. You can kind of define what a round is. It's all the games on a weekend. Well, racing, as you know, Britt, you're part of it. You know, we race all the time. So what we've had to do is say, well, what what is a round? And what we landed on is six race meetings. And it will start on the first race at Menangle on a Tuesday afternoon. And it will end on the last race at Menangle on a Saturday night. And there's six race meetings that constitute a round. And that's, they're the, the, the race meetings that will accrue points. And drivers involved will their results will generate points. So there are some variations on this, but what a typical round kind of looks like is Menangle on a Tuesday, Bathurst on a Wednesday night, Penrith on a Thursday night, Wagga and Newcastle on Friday, and Menangle on Saturday. And that's kind of your base of the game. And when drivers, you know, generate results at those race meetings, they turn into points. How are those points badged? Well, it's you'll get 10 points for coming first, you'll get five points for coming second, three for coming third, two for coming fourth. And if you line up in a race, but you're not in the top four, you get a point. Everyone everyone who participates gets a point onto their score. That score then accrues over over those six race meetings in a round, and that's your weekly score. Your squad of 22 is the combination, well, 18 is the combination of all those points put together, and that's your score for the week. So that's the game, Bruce. And, and you know, and to give you some examples, I mean, we've sort of crunched some numbers because one of the unknowns is, well, we don't really know what a good score is yet, you know, until mm-hmm. we start actually applying it. What is a good score? But we've seen some results in, you know, particularly in recent weeks where we've gone, well, okay, that looks like it was probably a pretty good score. You know, Josh Gallagher last Friday at Newcastle drove four winners and had two seconds. We, I think he came up with a score of something like 53 points. We think, well, that's probably a pretty good score. Blake Jones at at uh, Wagga last night um, at the Riverina Paceway, 43. He had three winners and second twice, so that's 43 points there. So we think that's probably going to be a pretty good metric on what a good score is. So, yeah, it's exciting to, to sort of look at a race meeting through a different lens with this you know, holistic approach to the full race meeting as opposed to individual races and what that and then what it all adds up to as a point score. It's, it's pretty exciting. No, it all sounds fantastic and I'm sure plenty that are listening to this areas are really pricked up, so to speak, and it's something that anybody can be involved in. You don't have to have uh, a completely... you know, in terms of your knowledge of the game, it doesn't have to be elite. It's fairly straightforward. If you can watch a race and you pick out a drive that you like the way that they go about things, then you can include them in your team. But one thing I think that's great about this fantasy harness racing is the fact that it gives us an opportunity to really, as you mentioned, promote our drivers. Now, uh, we know when it comes to the thoroughbred racing code, we know what James McDonald looks like or, uh, you know, what Chris Waller looks like due to their uh, time in the media 
year and also their success. But I think this provides a real opportunity to, I guess, humanize our drivers a little bit more, promote them and their character and what sort of people they are as well along the way and that's really going to have the wider audience show a little bit more interest not only in them in this game but uh, in the sport itself going forward and that was a key part of the strategy Britt you know I've said a lot you know that our humans have got to be our our centrepiece when it comes to marketing our sport you know our horses are amazing don't get me wrong but I, I don't know about you but I haven't found one that can talk yet so if I if I want to interview someone, it's not a horse, it's going to be a human. And, and they really need to be the drivers of the, the publicity arm of our of our sport. They, they need to be the people that our next generation look up to. And we need to continue to grow with our, you know, not just through our mini trotter program, but, but our, our fan base outside of the participation roles that you can have in harness racing. So, you know, we've got a great sport, we've got a great product, and we hope that, that something like this will, will, will amplify that. Um, one of the great things with this, you, you know, there's, there's incredible prizes up for grabs. You know, you, as you said, it's free to play. Uh, we're going to put a car up as first prize. You know, top, if you finish top 10 in this game overall, you'll win a great prize. You know, wow. and some of the prizes will be built around holiday experiences to the Eureka, which are obviously here, at, uh, here in New South Wales next year. Um, and, and then a weekly prize if you're the highest point scorer each week. But, you know, we, we expect thousands and thousands of people are going to play this. Now we, So the reality is that winning the car is like Cameron Hart aiming when he was a kid to win the Inner Dominion. You know, it could be a little bit, you know, an ambitious, you know, um, lofty goal to try and be the one person who wins the overall prize. But what you can do is you can win the personal battle head-to-head against your mates, set up your leagues and have your office group, have your, your group of mates, your family group and have head-to-head battles. You know, um, one big league where I know that the Big Sports Breakfast are looking at setting up a league, for example, for their listeners to join their league and take on, you know, Los Papa and, and Mido, you know, as their team. Yep. So, you know, there's great opportunities for people to participate and have wins along the way at different levels. So, you know, that's what I think is going to be exciting about it. So tomorrow is a day where the wheels really start to to come into motion. What happens tomorrow, Thursday, December 15? And then when do we get really serious about this fantasy harness racing? Yeah, well, people will be able to jump on tomorrow morning. Uh, They'll be able to go on and they'll be... They'll be able to register a team. All, all you have to supply is literally, you know, your, your login details. So create a login, come up with a team name, and uh, and have some fun with playing around and picking your team. You get unlimited trades until, you know, unlimited changes until it starts on the 10th of January. That first race at Menangle on Tuesday, the 10th of January, is when the first point score is going to be in play. I encourage people to get your team in before that because if you want to be in the mix for the big prize at the end, you want to get the most points possible. And if you miss the jump on round one, then it's not ideal. You're going to miss out on some really valuable points there. Britt, another thing to mention with this game is where we've got a little bit of point of difference from, say, other fantasy sports that probably some of, some of our listeners are, uh, are familiar with around footy codes is you'll get double points for your captain each week. So you'll pick out one guy for your captain. Now, that's that's a fairly traditional model with fantasy sports to get the double points for a captain. But what we're doing is we're actually putting a spotlight on our, in our Group 1, Group 2 and Carnival of Cups features races through this program. And there's, some, there's close to about 50 races across the, the 150 race meetings that will have bonus points attached. Now, a Group 1 race will be worth triple points. A Group 2 race will be worth double points and a Carnival Cups feature will be worth double points. So to give you 
a little bit of um, to, to put some you know some some reality around that. If we look at a, a night like you and I worked on the Breeders Challenge Group One night recently, um, Jack Trainer, for example, drove two Group One winners that night when he won the, the Lynn Smith Mile and one of the one of the Breeders Challenge um, age categories. He would have got instead of getting the ten points for a win on one of those Group One nights, that's worth thirty points suddenly. Now he won two of them, that's worth sixty. So Jack Trainer's score, we talked earlier about what a good score is. Well, Jack Trainer that night, when I crunched the numbers, we got 77 points for that night. So that's where we're going to see these strategically the ability to be able to trade in people for these carnivals and say, well, I'm going after that big score. You know, and that's where we're going to see these wild fluctuations. And, and the, the game actually finishes on the 1st of July, which is a Group 1 night, Trots New South Wales night. And I think... It's going to be close for who wins the car and who wins the big prizes. And we're going to see the opportunity for strategy to really kick in and people to take a real stab at who they think might win those group ones and have those big jumps off the leaderboard. And that, to me, is going to be a real point of difference in our game that you don't get in other fantasy products, which is going to make it really intriguing. Yeah, fantastic stuff. It all sounds sensational, Paul, and I've heard nothing but positivity from uh, industry participants. I know they're giving each other a little bit of stick in terms of their prices and the like, so there's plenty of conversation around that, and then from the outside as well. Uh, great incentive to be involved and something over this Christmas period for, for people to really uh, concentrate on as well, which seems to be great timing as well. So tomorrow morning, registration's open. You can uh, put Put your name forward to be part of Fantasy Harness Racing and then we roll on to January 10 when it all officially kicks off. Really appreciate your time this morning, Paul, and best of luck with it all. And uh, here's hoping it's as uh, successful as possible. We're really looking forward to seeing how it all plays out. Thanks, Britt. Have you had to think about what your price might be if you were in the game? Oh, oh, when I drive one time a week, I, I don't think I would be uh, very expensive, put it that way. <laughs> do, you listen, do your listeners want a driver? A price of a driver is a little exclusive while they're listening in. I would, lo- we're drip feeding I would love these it. Prices. Name me a driver. Who would you like to know the price of? Oh, well, what about Luke McCarthy? Luke McCarthy, yeah, you're going to get. You're going to have to pay over a million bucks for Luke, but one million and twenty-five thousand for Luke. Now to give so Cameron Hart, we already revealed is at one point three four, and we've already let people know he's the most expensive in the game. So one million and twenty-five thousand you need for Luke. So I think he's going to be a good buy around Carnival time in particular. We know how good the the Cobbety stable is when they turn up, particularly around Carnival of Miracles. So. Yeah, it might be a, might be a shrewd trade in around that time, Britt. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we know Luke doesn't do a lot of driving outside of the Menangle area, so you've got to take that into consideration. But as you mentioned, absolutely. when carnival time rolls around, uh, the big guns really do step up. Thanks for your time this morning, Paul. Can't wait to see good how on it you, all Britt. plays out. Thanks for that. I, I encourage everyone to get on and register tomorrow. Thanks for your time, Britt. Thanks, Paul Cochran from Harness Racing New South Wales. So across all of the socials, the New South Wales Harness, uh, well, the Harness Racing Fantasy is on your Facebook. There's a website as well and the like. So make sure to get involved if you are keen or just check it out tomorrow morning. Register your interest and have a play around uh, with your Fantasy Harness Racing team around the New South Wales industry. It's a great idea and it's certainly going to generate plenty of interest. Just a reminder, Bathurst this evening, nine races there. The first gets underway at 6.22. Plenty more on the pace tomorrow here on Sky Sports Radio at 10.30.